Welcome to Fangs and Folklore with your spooky host, Matthew Miller, expert in all things monster and paranormal. We give you pint-sized, bite-sized pieces of supernatural monster lore, exploring their origins, their history, and their meaning to the human condition. Listen, if you dare. <laughs> Welcome to this very special edition of Fangs and Folklore. I'm your faithful host, Matthew Miller, expert in all things monster and paranormal. Tonight, I'm going to be reading to you from one of my books. I'm a horror writer, and I have a series out called the Gravediggers series. The Gravediggers are a failing punk rock band who keep crossing paths with all sorts of monsters and nasty beasts. It's horror and comedy in one super entertaining package. It's a six-part series. Volume one, the first one, is called Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story. I've read from that one before for you. The one I'm reading from today is volume two, and it's called Full Moon Over Bourbon Street, a punk rock werewolf story. You can find my books on Amazon, and they're free if you have Kindle Unlimited. They're also available on Kindle or in paperback far cheap. So please check them out. It's a six-part series. Three of them are already out. Four, number four is coming very soon. I'll be reading to you from the second one, Full Moon Over Bourbon Street, a punk rock werewolf story, pages 17 through 19. I'll begin. Jordan Smithson was a city-slicking Texan through and through. Sure, running a Fortune 500 oil company in Dallas had its rewards. The exotic cars, the luxurious mansions, the beautiful young women, dinners at the finest restaurants. These were great, of course, but sometimes a rich city boy needed to take a break and experience the outdoors. What better way to do that, then, than to travel just one state to the east for some good old Louisiana duck hunting? He had hired a hunting guide company with thoughts of fresh duck gumbo after a long day's hunt dancing in his head. So it was disconcerting when the guide who had led him to his duck blind had never come back to pick Jordan up. What the hell had happened to him? As the swamp sounds changed from the chirping birds and diving turtles of the day into the screeching of crickets and the rumbling of bullfrogs of the night, Jordan found himself hopelessly lost in the middle of the swampy, mossy, and muddy Louisiana wetlands. The stages of fear were typical for people who become lost. At first, he fooled himself with a level of confidence that he would recognize the path and just walk back to the camp. Then, a nagging little doubt began to worm into his mind. What if he really was hopelessly lost? What if he had just been turning around and backtracking without realizing it? Finally, as the Louisiana night, never cold but sometimes uncomfortably cool, set in, a chilling horror filled his body. It was quite possible, he thought, for a man to get lost in these swamps and never be found. After all, the swamp extended miles and miles in every direction, and he could not see any glow in the sky to indicate a city or a town. Thus, shotgun in hand, camouflage clothing on his body, and rubber hip-wading boots on his feet and legs, Jordan Smithson walked through the Cajun jungle aimlessly. Of course, he had no flashlight. After all, everyone knew that one duck hunted early in the morning. There were no plans to still be in the swamp at night. Fortunately, the full moon in the sky eliminated the once-green swamp with an eerie yellow glow. 
allowing him to faintly see his environment. The bullfrogs had frightened him at first with their baritone croaking, but once he had realized that they were just frogs, he ignored the sound as mere background noise. The cheering crickets had given him goosebumps, grating as that sound was, but he had become used to it. The one sound that he had most decidedly not become used to was that of the alligators. They also made a deep, belching sound like that of the bullfrogs, only amplified five times. Then, when they slid into the water from the muddy, muddy land, a robust plop could be heard. Jordan was no expert on alligators, but he had seen enough documentaries to know that they slid into the water when they were stalking prey. At any hint of the sounds of an alligator, the terrified Texan would do an about-face and trek off in the opposite direction. Having become uncomfortably accustomed to the sounds and what they represented, Jordan stopped walking and froze still when he heard a deep and thundering growl, like the sound of a freight train or a tornado. All the hairs on his skin stood erect. Eyes wide, he slowly turned around and scanned what he could see of the swampscape, the shadowy forms of cypress trees, bushes, and lumps of muddy land here and there, stood like nightshade monsters waiting to pounce. Those forms, however, were all familiar and natural. Contrasting against those shapes was one particular shape that was in no way natural. It was humanoid in form, sort of. It stood ten feet tall and, the best Jordan could tell in the moonlight, was covered in thick fur. Two red eyes glowed and glowered at him, and a sour, musky odor almost caused him to gag. Fight or flight, Jordan chose to flee. His hip waders splashing loudly in the shallow water, he panted and wheezed as he tried to keep moving. A caviar and fine steak diet might be luxurious, but did not lend itself to long runs. He ran and ran until his need to breathe overcame his fear of death, and his lungs involuntarily forced him to stop. Hunched over, hands on knees, he sucked in glorious lungfuls of oxygen, caught his breath and listened. The swamp was quiet, too quiet. Where were the grunts of the bullfrogs and the cricket symphony and the belching of the alligators? Twigs cracked behind Jordan. He swung around and pulled the trigger on the shotgun. A brief blast of fire and a deafening pop filled the swamp as the group of birdshot balls flew into the trunk of a cypress tree. From behind that tree, the towering figure crept. It bent down on its four legs as it prepared to pounce. As Jordan stared quietly, the last thing he saw in this world was the horrid, lupine face of the monster, its maw open and its white fangs glistening. I hope you'd enjoyed that reading, that little excerpt. If you did, please check out my books again on Amazon. My name is Matthew Miller, and my first book is called Blood Feud, A Punk Rock Vampire Story. Check out the Gravedigger series. I promise you'll enjoy them. Thanks for listening to Fangs and Folklore, and as always, sleep well, if you can. <laughs>